How do I control money? Envelopes. The first of the month, I divide up my cash. One for groceries, one for gas, one for fun. It helps plan out my spending. And that's how we came up with digital envelopes for your checking account. Our customers give us the best ideas. Huntington, welcome. Welcome to Midwest MindMail with your hosts, Josh and Jason. What's up, Josh? Not much, Jason. How's it going, brother? Not too bad, man. Been been a while since we've been in the studio. I'm kind of happy to be back. Um, 100%, man. It's been, I don't know, I felt, I, it was too long, man. It really was. Yeah, but, but it feels good to be back. Yeah, man. How was the honeymoon? The honeymoon was pretty good. We gotta tell you, man, it really uh, put a change in the life of my climate. Oh, yeah? How's that? Well, brings me to today's subject. Yeah? I want to talk about climate change. Absolutely, man. It's been a huge topic trending right now. Um, I don't know if you saw the video. There was a video floating around. I saw it on Facebook today. Uh, kind of made me laugh, actually. Kind of gave me my morning chuckle for the day. Um, so AOC was she was doing a press conference somewhere. It, was just, it wasn't really a press conference. It was just like a gathering of people. And there was this lady that stood up and t- was, ta- was talking to her about how she's so dead set on climate change and how everything is like she, she feels like agrees there's so much on it. And she's like, we have to start eating babies because there's too many people in the world and we're putting out too much CO2. Bro, she literally said, we need to start eating babies. Well, yeah, murder's always a good option, right? <laughs> I just don't know, man. Like, <laughs> where do you really go with this? Well, I think that that is actually a good place to start in the mindset of some of these people that are just dead set on climate change and, and wanting to act right now. We need to do stuff. Like, I wouldn't put it past them. I think they really, I think you really would see them with a fork and knife eating babies. I don't know, man. That, that seems a little, little, little extreme for me. No, it's but, very extreme. But I mean, it's just, I, I, I'm like, that's what I woke up to. I was like, bro, I was like, I, I can't even deal with, 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 with what's going on right now at all. But, uh, anyways, so what is it about climate change that's, that's, that's fueling America right now? And not even America, just the world. Like, what do you think it is? I think it's just the notion of wanting to be part of something bigger than yourself like this gives people a purpose it also gives them like kind of this righteousness to condemn other people like you know you need to clean up your act because you're making this world a worse place it's almost like the self-righteous it's almost like a religion okay you hear me okay. say this a lot about social movements but i think climate change is like the ultimate social religion because it's all for uh it's given this utopia idea that we can control and make the world a better place because we people in the past have have made it just this this big giant shithole and so it's our responsibility to come together put politics aside and and fight for this cause okay so i don't necessarily agree with that or disagree with that i mean i think that as as a country we definitely could uh make things better um not not just not as not not just as a country but as 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 a, a planet in general i definitely think we could reduce the amount of waste we have the amount of uh you know, and, and not that reusable, renewable energy is not not so far, like, gone that we can't use it and that the concept's not right. I mean, I believe that it's 100% it's, where we need to go. Yeah, it's not totally ridiculous of an idea. It's just, it's more the way of how it's talked about that I think is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but the thing that I that I wanted, that I would, the one thing that when we when we started talking about climate change and, and sitting down and, and, ta- and, and doing this episode, I started thinking about uh, going back in time. Uh, Joe Rogan did a, an episode with some with with somebody I forgot who it was. I, I listened to about six months ago, but he talks about ice ages and in 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 the effect that it has on the world and things like that. And so when I thought about climate change, I thought about okay, I'm gonna go back in history and kind of look at some some big events that that played out throughout history that really just ch- show us that climate change is is absolutely inevitable and that it's absolutely Im- Im- important to the survival of human beings. It's not going to kill us. It's actually going to help us survive. And and the first thing I can I, I can think of is going back way way before anything super superficial was Pangaea. If you don't know what Pangaea is, to our followers, Pangaea is uh, it was a supercontinent uh, during the uh, Paleoic Paleozoic era and early Mesozoic eras, which of course was during the dinosaurs. Now Pangaea was a supercontinent that during the early Mesozoic era, started to split up. And that's where we get our seven continents today was now that it split up into those seven continents. Now, um, unfortunately, I don't have, have a, a display for you guys to see, but if you look up Pangaea, the, the way that scientists uh, interpret this in, in their research is that Pangaea was, was very heavy with vegetation, was, very, was a very green continent. So 
looking at that x you know four billion years ago looking at now where you know the middle east is a desert you know we have parts of the united states that are a desert um you know and and then you have like the amazon okay several different climates okay climate change had to have occurred at some point to make those areas that specific environment so that in itself tells me that climate change is absolutely inevitable it's going to happen and then we're going to jump ahead and talk about the ice age okay we as human beings are very familiar with the biggest ice age the one that the movies were based about uh you know whatever but that ice age occurred um you know several million years ago you know it's what it's what killed off the woolly mammoths it's it's when after that ice age was when uh the neanderthals and the human beings really started to be predominant uh species on land well the thing is is there's actually five known ice ages in the history of the world and these are the five most known there's there's been several smaller scale ones but these are the five most known i don't have the names um but the last one was as soon as fifty thousand years ago okay yeah that sounds like a long time but it's really not when you when you when you put it in into how old the earth is fifty thousand years is nothing and so it really, uh, really uh, surprised me. But what surprised me more was that there's recorded events, uh, more than a dozen known eras of glacial expansion in the history of the world. So it tells me that, yes, right now they're saying that the polar ice caps are melting. They're not wrong. You know, the Earth, the Earth's orbit to the sun may have changed a little bit. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're probably orbiting a little closer to the sun. We might be a little warmer. But there's nothing that says that 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 those ice caps are not gonna not gonna reestablish themselves because it's been done before, obviously, and this is just history. Now, now we're gonna move up to something a little more more close to our time, the 1930s. What was the 1930s the biggest? What was it known for? The biggest thing, the Dust Bowl, the Dust Bowl and the Great Depression, but more or less the Dust Bowl. For those people who don't know what the Dust Bowl is, from Nebraska all the way south to northern Texas. It was an extreme drought. You know what a drought is? Obviously, no water, right? Where do we get our water? From the sky. So what happened was, um, and it wasn't just, now, now let me let me specify this. It wasn't just climate change that, that, that created the Dust Bowl. There was a lot of other factors that played into it. But one of the biggest key factors in that, and that was reported as of um, to, uh, the USGS, which is the United States Geological Survey. If you don't know what that is, you can find it on their website, usgs.com. Um, it was changes in regional weather. So obviously our weather is determined by regions. I mean, we don't get where I grew up in Arizona. We don't get rain. Like it's, it's very rare that we get that much rain. So like here in Nebraska, we get, a, we, we, we get a fair amount of rain. It poured right before we shot this episode, like a hundred percent, it like lightning, thunder, everything. So during the dust bowl in the 1930s, uh, there was, there hadn't been rain for several several years and what happened was is the farmers tilled all the land thinking that the, that the soil might be moist underneath and be plantable that's not what happened so they call it the dust they get the name the dust bowl because what it did was a high winds if you've ever been in nebraska you understand that the wind is really high here uh the midwest is very well known for their wind but um one of the things that that really that that's where it got its nickname was it created massive dust storms that actually ended up killing livestock and um, actually uh, killed people too, but we uh, but that was a a, a huge a, a huge example of of climate, of climate change because like in the Midwest is known for getting rain, we're known for getting snow, but let's 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 move just just a little bit closer. What happened this past March? We got a flood. We got a flood. Why did it flood? So for those of you who weren't tracking. Um, Nebraska suffered, Nebraska, actually Iowa and parts of Missouri actually suffered extreme flooding in early March. Some of them still are. Yeah, you're not wrong. Some of them are still dealing with this. Um, as you know, Texas actually flooded, uh, what, two weekends ago? I was in my, I was in Miami. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but going back to what happened earlier this year, we had so much snow fall and then literally within days it rained and it all melted. Well, Northern Nebraska, Northwestern Nebraska actually had huge chunks of ice that actually broke apart and actually destroyed the the um spencer dam yeah yeah it destroyed the spencer dam uh along the uh that controlled the niobara river and that the 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 drastic change we can even go to this week for that matter monday was 90 degrees and tuesday was 
55. So, I mean, like, climate change is, is, is very, very real. But here's my opinion. To think that as human beings that we're going to stop it is absolutely foolish. Right. We will never stop climate change. My opinion, and this is just mine, I feel like we could actually better, better spend our money trying to prepare for it and, and be ready for it than to try and stop it. Because stopping it, it's going to be like beating a dead horse. We're not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, Josh, but that's my, that's my opinion, honestly. No, it's not a bad opinion. Um, and just for our viewers, I do want to, I, I want to go back to the basics and I want to define what climate change is. So climate change, just a dictionary definition of it, is changes of new weather patterns in Earth's climate system. And these, uh, these new patterns stay in place for a few decades to millions of years. So that shows you kind of how, what a wide range of, uh, you know, climate change can play into. And, you know, th- when it comes to the climate system, there's five parts to it. There's the atmosphere, the hydrosphere, the cryosphere, the biosphere, and the lithosphere. And if you don't know what any of those spheres are, you need to go look them up. Mm-hmm. Educate now, yourself. Do, do you know where? Do you know where they can find this stuff? I mean, Google obviously, but is there like a really good website or just just Google it? Just Google it. There's several good sources. I mean, these aren't really things that are debated about. These are things that are universally accepted by the science community. So you can find them on several different uh, platforms and websites. Because if it's bullshit, believe me, it'll be it'll be called out right away. Mm-hmm. It won't be up for very long. But uh, yeah, climate change is obviously a very natural phenomenon, and it happens a lot. Way more than we think, way more than, you know, we're taught that it happens throughout history. What's going on today is the political aspect of it. We have a lot of politicians and we have a lot of activists that are trying to make this very political cause. And so when you're talking about climate change, they're talking about global warming, how human beings play into this climate change. They're saying that they may agree that climate change happens naturally, whether we have any part in it or, in, any part in it or not. But what they're focusing on is, you know, human beings' uh, CO2 emissions or the nitrous oxide that we put out into the atmosphere. Well, weren't they weren't they going off a couple of years ago about methane that cows were producing? Right. Also, yeah. also contributing to that oh, as well? Oh, AOC still going off about that and about cow farts. <laughs> I know, like, like, you can't really control that. I'm, I mean, what are you going to do with it? Well, now, if we could, no, not, not to interrupt you, but if we could, if we could capture that and use it, we'd be in a lot better place. Right. And it's just, I don't know, it's just ridiculous to me because they're just, they're focusing on a very small part of climate change. They're just saying, you know, the greenhouse effect. You've heard of this. Yeah, yeah. They're saying, you know, these greenhouse gases, you know, used from fossil fuels and the CO2 emissions, you know, it's it's creating this this kind of greenhouse effect and we're keeping heat in, in the world. Well, I mean, by that logic, that makes me think that the world's going to get hotter everywhere. Wouldn't that, isn't that what that speaks to you as? As the world's going to get hotter everywhere if we're trapping all the heat in the atmosphere? Well, yeah, absolutely. But I it's mean, it's not getting hotter. I mean, this this last winter was pretty pretty chilly. Oh, man, yeah, we were down, what, we hit negative 30 at one time at yeah, one point? Yeah, something like that. It was ridiculous, man. It was miserable. So, I, I, I mean, you got a good point, man. Like, I, like, wow. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think it would get hotter everywhere, but we're definitely not experiencing that, experiencing that here in, I mean, in the, in the Midwest. I mean, no, but you see, it just seems like every time, like, one of these floods happen, you know, like what you were talking about back in March, I mean, that was a very devastating thing. We haven't seen a flood like that since the 60s, I believe, or the 50s, you know, it was a, it was a long time ago. Yeah. And it kind of shut, it shut the whole town down, and we weren't the only town affected. No, we weren't. But it's just like every single time one of these events happen, you have these politicians and you have these uh, so-called scientists that come out and, and these so-called, and these activists that come out and they start blaming it on, you know, the, the climate change. See, we told you, give us give us your money, give us your loyalty so we can change this for you. Yeah, they're not gonna, it's not going to change. No, it's not going to change. These things, we don't we don't possess the power to change it. These are things way out of your control. Well, NASA also put a statement out saying that climate change is also somewhat related to the Earth's orbit to the sun, which 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 I mentioned. So, I mean, and that's that's science in itself. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about in in our in our abortion episode about uh, when you start messing with biology, and nature nature is a form of biology, is it not? Um, we can't we can't alter it. We just there's no way we can do it. I mean, do do we have a footprint in what's occurring? Probably not. Pro- probably not as substantial as everybody wants us to think. But 
it's it, it, it is happening and, right. and and realistically yeah we're not going to be able to do anything to stop it uh, you know and the greenhouse thing i can kind of understand that why don't we why don't we put we could better allocate our resources to um try and clear up that air than uh trying to stop it from happening like while i mean i don't know if you've ever seen singapore singapore is very very heavily polluted mm-hmm. um why have we not tried to figure out a way to clear the air i mean because obviously if you've ever seen a city that's that has a that has a lot of smog it's literally right above the city right mm-hmm. it doesn't expand out it doesn't get bigger it just stays right about where it's at so why have we not tried to figure out a way to isolate that town or that city and and, and find a way to help filter that air back i mean I mean, we have small air purifiers, right? Mm-hmm. That that we that we can put in our houses to help filter that that the bad particles out of air. Why can't we do that on a much bigger scale? Why can't we put some of that money that we that we're using to help try and stop it, to help try and fix it? Well, that's what they're promising that they're going to do. And some people would say that the example you just gave about the smog above the city that they already did that in Los Angeles because if you look at pictures of Los Angeles back in the 80s i mean it was nothing but smog you could yeah. you could barely see the hollywood hills if you were looking across the the city yeah so people say that the clean air act actually was responsible for for not seeing smog anymore i mean you don't see near as much of it as you used to yeah so this is a very small example of what politicians would take and they'd say well look see we we did this for los angeles why couldn't we do this for the world? It's, it's, I don't know. See, I mean, that, that that's where it kind of stumps. I mean, see, there's an argument on the other side of, of this. You and me sit on one side. Yeah. But there is a good argument on the other side of, of why we need to do this. No, I'm, I'm 100%, like, I agree that, that we need to figure out a way to take care of what's left of the planet that we have. But, I mean, it's kind of like this situation where, where we're constantly building new new housing developments, new apartment buildings, things like that, because the population is growing, and it will it will continue to grow until we have another plague. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, we kind of need one. That's just my opinion. I'm not crazy. I'm just saying like we might we might need one. But when when I was in Miami two weeks ago, we were driving just you know driving around visiting family things like that. And the one thing that probably surprised me the most out of everything was the amount of real estate that was still undeveloped or the amount of buildings that were just unoccupied because they were they were run down so instead of tearing these buildings down rebuilding where there was already a building we're tearing up new land destroying our planet even more instead of utilizing what we've already used mm-hmm. i mean yeah it, it might cost a little more to do that but imagine in 10 years down the road if we just rebuild what we've already destroyed the, the effect that it could have on us in, in, in the planet in itself. Yeah, it would just do less damage to the Earth, you know, at a slower pace. But it's it's just, um, you know, like, I kind of want to move on, and I want to talk about some popular figures in this whole climate change, global warming phenomenon. Okay. Uh, everybody knows Al Gore. You know, oh, yeah. You know anything about Al Gore and his part in this? I, I honestly don't. Um... My dad didn't like him, so I didn't. We really didn't talk about him much in the house. But um, yeah, I don't honestly don't know that much about him to be honest. Well, I mean, when it comes to like climate change and global warming, it's been talked about for a long time, and there's been predictions that have been made that have come and gone. You know, people were predicting back in the '70s that the world was going to end in 30 years uh, because of our the human beings' part. You know, producing fossil fuels and uh, not producing fossil fuels, but using fossil fuels mm-hmm. and uh, CO2 emissions from that. And, you know, th- these predictions came and gone and, you know, people, you know, figured that they were full of shit. But it was so long ago, nobody remembers. Anyway, so this was talked about for a long time. But in 2006, Al Gore came out with a movie. And I don't know if you remember this movie, but it was called An Inconvenient Truth. Oh, nope, never you, heard of it. Never heard of it? <laughs> well, I remember hearing about it. But Al Gore, basic, basically, it's just a movie. And it's about... It's about global warming, so to basically just to chop it up and and how human beings have just played this major role in global warming because of the industrial revolution. I mean, he literally took ideas out of the Unabomber the Unabomber's manifesto about how the industrial revolution has just been so evil to humanity and because of the industrial revolution we've been we've been producing 
much more greenhouse gases and and it, you know sending them into the atmosphere at a much higher rate than past generations which is like a duh of course we have <laughs> right but I mean, that's not going to change I but mean. here's the, the funny thing about it is uh in that movie there was a couple of, of things uh, the, the main thing was he said he tried making this correlation that hurricanes were caused by global warming and this was famously refu- refuted by scientists scientists were like no that's complete bullshit that's that's not true mm-hmm. and then um just look at how al gore lives his life i mean he's a complete hypocrite he's got a mansion that they say uses 21 uses 21 times the amount of energy that a one household family would use on average so Uh so this guy's just a complete hypocrite and he's been a main figure in this movement i don't know uh you ever hear of any other figures uh What's the one they're what's 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 the one they're using now? Uh, Greta. Greta Thunberg. Yeah, that's that, how yeah, I say her. her name. Yeah, sixteen-year-old Swedish girl comes from a very privileged family. Mm-hmm. She rode a yacht from Europe to get here to the U.S. To oh, a yacht. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so she didn't have to use the carbon emissions from planes. Oh wow! But yeah, um, she she's saying that the adults of this generation have stolen her childhood. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw it, I saw that somewhere, and I was rather like curious as as to what she meant by that i i I don't know man um she's trying to pressure politicians so well it's not just her so it's the whole movement they're using her but there's this whole movement trying to pressure politicians into being much more strict with uh climate change it's just getting really old to hear the extreme left come up with a new way how to use a child for their propaganda or their cause well, you know what's funny about that? Uh, you know who else used uh, children for propaganda? Hitler. Absolutely. Stalin. Yeah. I mean, are we really going back to that? Uh, I, you know they say history repeats itself. It does, and it's definitely showing its uh, true colors. I mean, I blew my mind, man. I was like, and the thing was, is like, this girl came out of nowhere with all of this. And it was, it came, it came down to it when I went, when I really was thinking about, like, when we talked about it. I was like, I was like, man, I was like, uh, well, and, and I think that this is probably the biggest thing is, is you know, she, you know, she has a, an illness, right? Yeah. She's got like a Asperger's or something. Yeah. So, I mean, not only did they take it to, to the extreme of using a child, but they're using a child that, that, that has an illness, which I'm, I'm not trying to talk ill about ill children, no. but I mean, can you imagine just what's going to happen to this girl, how devastated she's going to be if it doesn't fit if it doesn't change anything yeah i mean yeah no i know exactly what you're saying i mean I, i'm all for people being visionaries absolutely but just just to think that one she's not from the united states but she's talking going to discussions in the united states about a situation that's con- that that's that's worldwide i mean what's the point well because she She's probably been told, and it's well known, that the United States has prob- the most influence in the world. At least that's how it appears. Yeah. So if, if, you can, if you can get the United States on board, then, um, then, then you got the world at your hands, is probably the thought process, what I, is what I would think. But, yeah, I think she. I think she's probably pretty sheltered from a lot of the criticism. I mean, she's commented on, you know, Trump mocking her and even uh, Putin kind of talking condescending about her. But it's just it's just ridiculous that her parents would allow this because I wouldn't allow my child to be the poster child of a movement like this. So that tells me that there's probably a lot of money involved with this. Well, there has to be. Yeah. I mean, I also think that this is probably organic. This is probably this is probably her real belief, and somebody liked it, and she's probably her parents got a lot of high friends who gave her these amazing platforms. And so they've taken her idea, they ran with it, it fits the narrative, so it's perfect. Why not use her? So it's just, it's it's getting old. I think people are, are tired of it. Oh, yeah, I, I, I definitely get that. And, I mean, it's just, there's there's more pressing matters going on in the world and within the country that could definitely take, that could actually be more of a focus than climate change. Because, honestly, I, I don't feel that climate change is going to be something that's going to be that greatly... Uh, for us at least, in the next 10 years, I I give the Earth a, a lot longer than, what are they saying, 12 years? AOC said 12 years, but then she said, 
oh, anybody who believed that and took that literal is an idiot. And so, but she said it. Yeah, of course she said it. And she probably believed it at the time. And if she didn't, then that just goes to show you can't trust what these politicians say, especially politicians like her. Yeah, it's just... I, I just don't know, man. Like, where, 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 where does it stop? That's the real question. It doesn't stop anywhere. I mean, this is all about fear-mongering. It's all about saying that... Because you just, you just said, just a little bit ago, you said... There's more important issues that we can focus on. What, yeah. pe- what people like Greta are saying, and there's a bunch of kids on board. I've seen lots of video clips with kids talking about climate change. What they're saying is that that this is it. This is the end. If we don't deal with this right now, then we have no future. That's why these kids are saying that they're not going. That they're they're not going to class. They're not going to school. They're they're skipping. They're taking the day off to protest. They're making it. Uh, a now or never situation. But it's all fear mongering. It's all the sky is falling. And it's, people are buying into it, they're panicking, and it's going to cause a chain reaction and other problems. Yeah, I. What's the, what's the one thing that happens that, that people constantly talk about when, when a tragedy occurs? Is staying calm and not, not, not being scared. Right. And fear, in, in, in instilling fear in the people is not going to get the, is not, one, not going get to it, get it solved. And two, you're not gonna want you're you're, you're scaring people. They're not gonna want to help you. No. I mean, they're they're gonna be so scared that all they're gonna worry about is themselves, because that's natural instinct right. for human beings. So, would it be better to take a different approach at it? No, there's a million different approaches they can take. But again, when you get that panic in people, especially young people, it's now or never. It's my way or the highway. Any other alternative or any compromise. Is, is a loss. It's not a win. We need victories. We we need we need aggressive policy right now. We need a. But it's like again, kids. Get if you feel this way, don't drive a car. Get rid of your phone. I mean, get rid of anything that uses a fossil fuel. So if you have mm-hmm. a go kart, if you have a scooter that, that takes gas, a four wheeler. Yeah, four wheeler. No more. Don't do it. You know, practice what you preach because trying to uh, virtue signal and trying to cause fear in other people and and holding a knife up to society's throat this isn't going to work no it's it's not it's but you you got i mean you got to look at the population too and, and think about how many people are actually buying into this it's not going to be people like you and me it's not going to be our parents right it's not going to be our older siblings it's going to be the people that are in college that are like oh man oh this is terrible i, I got help with this you know they're, they're going to get well Again, it's all about being a part of something bigger than yourself. Most people have disregarded any type of religion, especially organized religion, and so they want a purpose in life. They want and, a cause, and they well, want to save the world I, in their own way. I can give you purpose. Join the military. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, what, not, that's not purpose enough for them. Well, well I don't know. I, well, that's a whole other subject in itself, man. Absolutely. But, but, yeah, you want to be a part of something, and, and unfortunately, it was like when uh, the Parkland shooting occurred. And all those kids skipped school to go march uh, in D.C. I'm like, bro, if I would have skipped school, my parents would have beat my ass. Mm-hmm. They're like, you're not going to march and no march. Like, okay, I get that. But it's not going to accomplish what we're trying or what the goal is for these that these people want to achieve. I'm not saying that, that their goal is unachievable. I'm just saying that 100% that they could definitely think of different ways to... Uh, to get the the, uh, the message out. Yeah, there you go. But, you know, at the very beginning, you were talking about a lady who stood up and talked to AOC directly, and she was talking about eating babies because there's too many people in the world, so we need to start doing something about this, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you see, this seems to be a very underlining point that nobody's really talking about too much. But what this is doing, what this is, uh, this whole climate change, this whole global warming, uh, this whole notion, what this is doing to people is it's turning people even more against humanity than they already are. You know, mm-hmm. we need to start eating babies because there's too many people in the world. Well, how much further, uh, how many steps further do you have to take to when you are when you start saying, we need to start killing off some people because there's too many people in this world. Right. And, and that's the fear. Now, again, this is a very, uh, this is worst case scenario of, of how I view this movement. But when you have a lady talking about eating babies, whether she's kidding or not, it's just the fact of how many steps further until we start talking about killing off old people or, or killing off uh, maybe, maybe people that just don't get on board with this movement who who want to take out their four-wheelers 
or their their jet skis or or whatever um they want to drive the hummers and like how many more steps forward until we start talking about killing off these people for the betterment of society of the yeah, society of the world i mean i mean if you're if you're already at that point where you're talking about eating babies i don't think there's not very many more steps you're going to take in my opinion no there's not i mean that that i mean you're talking babies people like life forms that haven't even had a chance to actually experience life yet right i mean i mean like you said what's the next step well these people have lived for 60 years they've experienced life we need to I mean, where does that where does that actually come? It, what what use do they have other than you know e- eating our food and drinking our water? I mean, these are things that these are complete possibilities that this movement could take a really ugly turn. Absolutely, and it it kind of goes back to what we talked about with gun control. It could change things. I honestly think gun control, a lot of talk about socialism, all this plays into this. Into I think ultimately, it's underneath the umbrella of climate change because well, cli- again, climate change is bigger than all of these. Because if you're talking about the world uh, ending because we're ending it then i mean everything else goes into it gun control uh socialism you know all of it yeah and uh like 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 we've stated before uh legislation may change things but it may not change it the way you want it to no it could it could very easily change things in 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 actually for the worse absolutely and and you gotta you gotta think a lot of the activists that are all for climate change are some of the biggest criticizers of the police you know, you've seen that the police can't even do their job right a lot of the time. So you're really going to trust the government to fix these things? I mean, the government outlawed drugs a long time ago, and you can still find drugs in just about every high school. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's. I don't know how many times when I was in Miami, man, we were walking down the beach and like like we everywhere, like just oh, yeah. just everywhere. And and I know that we like we talked about we not really being a drug, you know, as 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 much as meth and, and heroin and things like that. But I mean. It's just because we outlaw it doesn't mean it's going to fix the problem. Or just, you know, just because we, we want to put legislation towards it. Absolutely not. And, and demonizing people is, is not the way to do it. No. I mean, when the Catholic Church came out and, and says, oh, you know, uh, people who have sex before marriage are sinners, you know, homosexuals are sinners. Well, what does that do to people? That makes them not like that institution that is preaching this. And so when you get these big entities, these big activists, these big organizations, and these politicians who come out and start basically demonizing humanity for, or, or even if even if it's a 16-year-old Swedish girl who comes out and starts demonizing our society and our people for their choices and their part in global warming, even if it's true, it's not going to get the message across. You can have the truest, most purest message, but if you come out and start demonizing people and pointing your finger at them, and having this holier than thou, holier than thou attitude, people aren't going to listen. They're going to shut down. Yeah, um, it kind of talks about uh, there, you know, there's there's always that meme coming that that floats around Facebook every every so often comes back up. It says some of the nicest people are covered in tattoos and listen to the craziest music, and some of the most judgmental people go to church every Sunday. And you're right. It's all about the way that we are taught to uh, see these things and. Like you said, demonizing people just does not help the situation at all. No, even if the situation is, is as true as they say it is. Now, you and me have both stated on this podcast and even off uh, even off recording that we definitely do see symptoms of climate change. And I, I agree. I think human beings have played a small role in the changing uh, climate. You know, I, I truly do believe that. And so some of the things I can agree with that uh, these activists say, mm-hmm. but again, it's just it's all about how they go about it. Yep. I mean, you, you can have the purest message in the world, like you said, and your delivery can be total trash. Mm-hmm. And it's just not going to have the same effect, or it's not going to have the effect that you want it to have. Yep. Another thing is these uh, activists and politicians, they make it sound like that we're going to be able to switch from fossil fuels to alternative, cleaner energy, whether that be wind energy, solar energy, or however they plan on producing this this new energy without fossil fuels, that we're going to be able to switch this and not change much in our lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. They, they make it sound like it's going to be a pretty clean change. It's going to take a little effort from everybody, but in the end... It's not gonna. It's not gonna affect our lifestyle too much. And you and me, I, we both know that's complete bullshit. Well, exactly. How many times have we has have has the government tried to get people to conform to their their uh, agenda? 
Right. And how many times has it not worked? God, I don't, I don't know if it ever works, honestly. That's what I'm saying. I'm... You, you need other entities. You need Hollywood. You need the fashion industry. You need the music industry to get on board. It takes a lot more than just government. Well, a good, a good example of that is like during the campaign, uh, when when Trump won the campaign back in 2016, right? Yeah, yeah that was election yeah. year. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm all sidetracked today, but um, yeah, um, people hated Trump because their favorite celebrities hated Trump, or they agreed with something because a known public figure right. agreed with it had it just been cnn spewing hate on trump nobody would i mean it wouldn't have been as popular to hate so trump. yeah like you said you're gonna have to get other entities involved if you want to make this change and the climate change movement has definitely gotten these other entities involved absolutely absolutely and it's not it's not a bad thing like i said i don't i don't i'm not saying that that we're wrong and that that we that we can't do anything about it i'm just saying that we're not going to stop it we can definitely take measures to help reduce our footprint in it right and go ahead no i, I just want to ask uh, so in, in in your opinion what's a what's a practical way that we as a society could uh could come together or, or do our part to reduce our, our footprint so to speak well first of all i'm i'm gonna i'm a i'm, I'm a huge the, one of the biggest thing one, one thing in the military that we always talk about is reduce reuse recycle right right so first of all there's so much trash in the world right now and think about manufacturers and how in for instance bottled water how many cases of bottled water are produced today i don't have numbers i'm just throwing this out there if everybody used a reusable water bottle and drank water from the tap other than flint michigan yeah or china oh yeah i mean there's there's obviously exceptions to this rule right but if if say 50 percent of the of the world population went to reusing the same water bottle over and over again Think about how much waste we would reduce, how much less um, emissions we pump into the air using, because that'd be those factories using less power, you know, less resources to produce more product. Right. Does that make sense? Right. So it's it's one of those things. It's 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 all going to be about having that mentality of how can I reduce the amount of trash. I, I think honestly, reducing the amount of trash you put out every 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 week every day. Is the first step, right? I think that that's going to be the first step in this in this in this uh, change that they're looking for, and it's going to come down to like honestly, I'll tell you what: if Teslas were affordable, I would drive a Tesla. If I could afford it on my paycheck, I would. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're nice cars. However, Elon Musk is onto something. But what he did with a car was made was was make something great, but something so unaffordable to the common public that we can't even benefit from it because we can't afford it right if we could if, if they made electric cars like let's go back to like the 1960s when your car was as like we look at it now we're like man this car ain't got nothing you know like when you look back at that if, if they if they did if they made a base test like a base model of the tesla something that doesn't drive itself that doesn't do all the the fancy shit that all the you know the expensive ones do but you could get it for twenty thousand dollars i do i would i'd go trade my car and i'd trade my truck in, and i'd go get a tesla yeah. You know why? Because it's cleaner, and I wouldn't have to pay for fucking gas, dude. Yeah. Like just recharging. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I already pay an electric bill, right? Right. I'm ready. I I'm I'm basically getting rid of one expense, and uh, basically putting what I'm already putting out and just putting a little bit more onto that. Right. Like that's what, that's what I'm talking about. Like it's things like that. Like we have the capability to do the things that need to be done to help reduce our footprint. We just for the common public. We can't afford to do it. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not. In, it's not feasible right now. Yeah, and and, a, and part of that is because of politics. Uh, I don't know if you're if you're familiar with the uh, documentary "Who Killed the Electric Car." Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. So basically, and I believe this was uh, either in the later '90s or early 2000s, but there was um, a bunch, a handful of electric cars, and they were being tested basically, but they were leased out to people. Mm-hmm. People were able to buy it. These were usually people with money. And they, they drove these electric cars, pretty much what the Tesla is now, but this was back then. And uh, people loved it. They, they loved it and they wanted to keep it. But since they were released, uh, at one point, they just ripped them all away from everybody without without much warning. And people offered, they're like, can I, can I buy this car? And they're like, no. And a lot of that was because of the industry. It was because uh, it was the industry basically putting pressure on politicians to outlaw this. Like you're talking about fossil fuel industries. Well, so yeah, so because, big oil companies. Yeah, big oil companies. Yeah, so a lot of that is because of this. 
maybe because of uh, big oil companies and, and lobbyists and things like that that have their that their foot and their hands in our government. And so what these activists nowadays that are about climate change, they, they promise to basically put an end to all that. That's what the AOCs promise. But, you know, uh, I, I believe in AOC. I believe all these politicians, as long as there's dollar signs, they will uh, they will fold their values. They will withdraw their values from what they campaigned on. Oh, 100 I I complete completely agree with you. I mean, money talks, man. And that's just government for you. Yeah, it, it it's just money for you. Yeah. I mean, if somebody if somebody told me that I needed to go walk around walk around naked, but they offered me four million dollars to do it, I, I probably would do it. Well, you, you'd at least think about it. I would at least think about it. Yeah. yeah like it would, it would, thought, yeah. yeah. It would be it would be a really hard pass. But if, if I told you, hey Jason, you just need to go walk around naked, you'd be like, fuck you. Exactly. It, I like I'm like Josh, you're fucking you crazy, just, bro. You just want to see my dick, bro. Right. Exactly. Like <laughs> it'd be a whole other story. Right. And but yeah, dollar signs do speak. Yeah, yeah, they do. And so that's just another problem I see with you know trying to hand all this power over to the government. You yeah. Know, you and me, we just came up with one feasible idea. Limit the amount of trash you put out. I mean, uh, me, I, I'd add, you know, ride, ride a bike, walk more. You know, that, that, that's something that a lot of people just don't do much, especially with, with local with local driving. You know, there's a lot of places you can just walk to. What are you saying, Josh? Uh, I'm saying that everybody's fat like me, and you need to get your asses out there walking. Oh, I thought you were saying because I live two minutes from work to stop <laughs> driving my car. You know what? <laughs> you do need to stop doing that. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> but, no, I mean, these are ways. The thing is, these these cause effort. So you could put an Al Gore, or you could put a 16-year-old Swedish girl in front of the cameras and tell people you need to start doing this. But it comes down to people are lazy. The public's lazy. Yeah. Even most of the activists that are about um, climate change and and all this, they're hypocrites and they're lazy and they don't want to do it unless everybody else is doing it. They want to force their life on everybody else, their values on everybody else. Now I recognize there are a lot of people out there that have a very small carbon put footprint. Yeah, they do ride their bike, they do recycle. And honestly, I, I saw a lot of that when I was in Miami. It actually kind of surprised me. There was so like so so where we stayed at in Miami, we stayed uh, off of Collins Avenue, which is literally right on the beach. Um, we got an Airbnb out there. It was really it was really fun. Um, but I was actually surprised to see, and obviously around here in the Midwest we don't see it as often. Mm-hmm. But how many people didn't even own cars? They just own bikes. Right. Literally just rode their bikes or took the bus everywhere. Right. Now, if we could make a solar bus for city transportation that was reliable, which Elon Musk is a good idea for you if you ever decide to listen to this episode, mm-hmm. start designing a bus from Tesla and make it affordable to cities and think about the, the just the amount of, of carbon emissions that would eliminate just from city transportation. And if you do this, we want commission. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's just another feasible idea. Oh, absolutely. I, mean, it's, I, I believe they're, they're in the works. I believe there's a lot of companies looking to do stuff like this. There is not, I mean, I mean, we have the technology to do it. Um, Ian was showing me something the other day about, uh, I don't know if you know who Atlas is. No. Okay, so we'll do some, re- I'll show you after, after we get off the episode. But um, Atlas is a robot that was designed by uh, Boston Dynamics, I believe. And this is a robot that can literally jump walls, can literally um, carry boxes, can literally do tuck and rolls. And they started developing this, like I think it was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And every year they put out a video of everything that they've upgraded. It's freaking... It was like the video that... Uh, did, did you watch the podcast with uh, Joe Rogan? And, yeah, yeah, and he showed him the Yeah, that the same concept. Yeah. Same concept. And uh, so with the technologies there... We right. just need to find a better way to implement it into our daily lives. Right, and and that's what people, that, that's what politicians and activists say. Well, we need to create policy to basically make these things into, basically force these things into the public. When you and me are basically sitting here, we're talking about it. There's there's got to be ways to do it without you know having trying to, to force up, people's yeah, hands. Well, without trying to create a bunch of legislation to do so. I mean, come on, this is America. We have a most of us have a capitalist attitude to some degree. You know, come on, we can do it without the government. We don't need the government's intervention to do so. You make it affordable, people get on it. You make it affordable, absolutely. I'll buy one. Yeah, and that's the thing is 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 just what's what's been required. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but Tesla actually makes shingles for your house that are actually they're they they look like shingles, but they're actually solar panels. Hmm. And you can actually buy a Tesla battery. A guy in my unit was actually telling me about this. Um, you can actually 
buy a battery to store this energy. But you literally cover your house like you do like with shingles. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he said the battery, I think like the battery to store it was like four grand, which actually isn't that unaffordable, believe it or not. If it's something you really want to do, you can make it happen. Absolutely. Um, I think he said to get the, to get his roof done was like 5,000. So you're talking a, a $9,000 investment to help the, uh, to help the, um, uh, what am I thinking here? The, to, to help this, this, this fuel this change. Right, right. So there's definitely that, that situation where we could, uh. Where if they made that a little more affordable, more people would be able to do it. And I think in the future that they're gonna try. But how? But but according to these people, we ain't got much of a future left. Well, and and you know what? If if it doesn't happen, you gotta blame politics and the government and uh, and lobbyists for for basically stepping in in, in front of that and not making it happen. But. Uh, that's another one that I hear. Uh, as an alternative to fossil fuels, I always hear people talk about battery, you know, batteries and making things electric. But what people fail to really understand is that when you make everything electric, when you make everything run off batteries, there's one key and in, ingredient that you need. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Lithium. Lithium. And I don't know if you've ever seen a, a lithium mine. No, per- personally, I haven't. I haven't. I've seen like you showed me a picture earlier this week on Facebook right. or on uh, Google. I mean, and uh, I encourage anybody who's never seen a lithium mine to Google it just to see what it looks like. They are very, very ugly, and they are very big. And there's a, a lot of tools that I mean, <laughs> there's some very big vehicles that go into mining lithium, especially if, when you're getting it from the ground. But uh, lithium mining is actually it's about half and half. There's some scientists and some experts that say that it doesn't do much to the environment, you know, but there's another half that say it's very damaging to the water source because a lot of a lot of where you get lithium from is from uh, in, in desert areas from the water source. You're actually uh, like like mining into the aquifers. Pretty much something you know something along that line. That's rough from my understanding. And so, yeah, it, it's very uh, it's, it's very dangerous to the water supply in a lot of areas like that. Hmm. So that's something to keep in mind when people start talking about electricity and battery run things to to stop, uh, you know, basically use that as an alternative for fossil fuels. That's something to keep in mind. Yeah. Because, yeah, it, the research into it is not real definitive. It's still It's still being discussed in the scientific community. Yeah, I mean, you got a point. Um, I think I think solar obviously is going to be the way the way of the future in my opinion i've already seen houses that have uh, solar panels on their roof and so i i think you're probably going to see more of that there was a guy there one of the guys i went to high school with his dad actually his house was completely off the grid um he uh he had a well everything was solar powered he had a solar panel farm that he installed himself he was an electrician installed all this stuff literally didn't pay for nothing hmm. his house was heated with electric his, everything in there was electric there was no gas and so all the electric he had was what he got from the sun. What about the plumbing? Well, I mean, the plumbing came from the well. Right. So I mean, uh, other than that, I mean, he didn't pay for water. Right. But so he didn't. He didn't have. He didn't have any utilities. Is what you're saying? Yeah, he didn't pay utilities. All right. And so if I mean, it's hard. I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. Have you ever have you ever looked into putting a well on your property? No. Well, first of all, where we live in Nebraska, that's not possible. The farms, yes. Here in town, no. But. To put a well in in Arizona, it was like twelve thousand dollars, and you had to get a permit. I believe. It. Well, what does that all install? I mean, I mean, what does that all include? To like, what steps do you have to take to put a well on your land? So you have to file through the county, okay, um, to get it approved, and then once it once it's approved, you have to get a hold of a, of a well drilling company that that's willing, that'll come out and do it. And basically, what they do is they pick a spot and they drill down, and normally it's three hundred to four hundred feet. They got to drill down and they got to pipe it. And then they'll, they'll build like a well house and the well has to have a pump to pump the water out. So, um, it's, it's, it, I mean, I've seen, I've seen it take as fast as 30 days. So most of the time, like, so my grandparents got their house built, they put a well in and that was one of the first things that they, that they got done because sometimes it takes the longest. Now there was already a well that had been there, so they didn't have to re-drill it. They just had to go file for a permit to get it. It took them, I think it was like 45 days to get the permit, approval. Um, but I've seen it take as long as six months to get approval, hmm. depending on where you're at. Because 
I, I, in Arizona, we have a lot of mines. We have a lot of copper, copper mines in Arizona. And so you have to have come out and get your land surveyed, all that stuff, just to get the permit. And once you get the permit to drill, then you can drill. Government intervention. It's crazy, man. It, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a process. It's Sounds like it. But, I mean, the benefits are phenomenal. You don't pay a water bill, you yeah. know? And, I mean... But, you know, like you said, like, we can't really do that in the city. You no. Know, especially people in New York City, they can't do things like that. No. I mean, but, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that we, could, that, that we could find a way to help mitigate that a little bit. Like, like first of all, why is collecting rainwater illegal? Yeah, that, that's definitely interesting. Like, and I just learned that. Like, like what's the point in that? Like, control. Like, it comes from the sky. Who cares? I'll go well, put a big gas tank in my backyard. Believe test. me, if the government could, could, you know, put a fence around the sky, they would. It's just, it, it's mind-boggling. Like, like we want to talk about climate change, but then they have stupid-ass laws like that. Right. You know, exactly. it just, it doesn't make any sense. Like, um, honestly, like, uh, a, a lot of a lot of people outlawed, uh, a lot of towns and states outlawed the use of gray water. Um, you know gray water is, right? No, I don't. So gray water is like, like, the water that comes from your washer when, when it when it drains. Oh, okay. Uh, back, back in the 60s, 70s, they had gray water tanks. People could actually put gray water tanks in their yard. And they could use that that water to water their yard. So it would like filter out all the disgustingness from your from your laundry, basically. No. No. No, all the soap and stuff's still in there. Oh. And actually, believe it or not, laundry soap is probably one of the best things to make your grass grow. That's the only thing that made grass grow in Arizona. Where our, so where our gray water came out had the lush the most luscious green grass in our entire yard, and it was probably like a five foot patch, and that was it. Yeah. Take note, all you people that are very prideful about your front yard. So I mean. If we instituted things like that, we wouldn't have to waste water to water lawns. We could literally reutilize the water that we have. I just saw a really cool thing. In Japan, they, they, they have a toilet that literally has a sink built in on top of the tank. So when you're done, you wash your hands. That water runs into the tank and is used for the next flush. Mm. We need to incorporate things like that here. Yeah. To accomplish what we what they're talking about accomplishing, that's the kind of stuff we need to incorporate. It's not a bad idea. I mean, it seems ridiculous. I mean, I I, I read it means to just pee in the sink because you gotta wash your hands anyways, right? Right. I mean, it's not it's not completely unlogical. No, it's not. I mean, it makes sense. It Believe does. it or not, it, it, like to us, we're like, what the like really pee in the sink? But I mean, you're gonna wash your hands with soap anyways, right? So you're gonna clean the sink right when you're done. Why even have a toilet in your bathroom? That's right. Don't you judge me. You you don't clean your sink. <laughs> I'm just saying, like no, you're like, not wrong. Like it's it's things like that. Like it seems completely unorthodox, right? But when you sit and you actually like like start thinking about like like how it could actually change things, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of actually almost genius. Yeah, no. just to make simple things like that. There's but all all those little hacks, man. Yeah. I just don't know if I could stand peeing in the sink though. That's a little and 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 for females, that's not really a viable. I mean, you're gonna have to do some climbing and some real squatting. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's there, there's so many, so many different like little things that we can do on a daily basis, it, it, and it's not hard. It's just making that little bit of a change. Right, and it's all about personal choice, honestly. Yeah. Because I get if people don't want to make this change, I get it. it. It's selfish, and I know it makes you activists cringe, and it makes you guys very angry that there's some very selfish people out there that. I want to ride their four-wheelers, but you know what? Uh, it, it, at the end of the day, it's their choice. And, you know, you, you can't just start talking about going and killing these people for, for the betterment of the world. Yep. That, that's just, that makes you evil. You are not a good person if you start talking that way. Yeah, no. she she even had, this lady even had a t-shirt made. For, for the, the, the eating babies? Yeah, lady. I'm not even kidding you. She's like, she, she, she takes off her sweater, she's like, this should be your campaign slogan, and shows it to AOC, and AOC's just like... Listen, lady, I'm radical, but I ain't that radical. Here's the crazy part. <laughs> on camera, anyway. No, no, this was on C-SPAN. Right. C-SPAN. Bro. Dude, like, C-SPAN's goofy. Like, oh my god, dude, you know how many people... Pro- oh, dude. This lady was... Oh, she was crazy, dude. I was just like... Dude, there's a lot of craziness, and this subject, climate change, brings out a lot of craziness. It's... it's and those are the people you don't want... You know, uh, at the forefront uh, of the yes, movement. at the forefront like, of the movement. You don't want these people being the first ones seen because it turns any a, anybody who's logically thinking off. You want logical thinking, prudent-minded adults, and you want those people at the front of this movement. Yes, exactly. Those people know how to communicate to to the masses much better than these crazy fucks that come out and just start demonizing anybody and everything and and everything um, you know American. And, and everything that's just badass 
like the, your big motors and, <laughs> and your fucking four wheelers. <laughs> you know, this isn't the way how you to mean the Prius it. owners yelling at diesel owners. That's like, right, and you know Prius owners, please don't do that because a lot of diesel owners will just kick your ass. Yeah, like I mean, just in general, like you you made that choice to to help the environment. They didn't, and because, and you know, kudos to you. Yeah. But you know what? When you start going around with a holier than thou holier than thou attitude, it, it does not make you a good person. Yeah. It makes you worse. You are not better than anybody else just because you have a smaller carbon footprint. I, I give you props. I think that's awesome that that you are uh, uh, you have that consciousness and that that you you want to help the world. But when you start demonizing the the things that live in this world, yep. I mean, when you start demonizing cows for farting. Come on, that does not make you a good person. Dude, you know how much methane I put out every day? <laughs> Don't even get me started, man. Bro, she walked in the room this morning and was like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, it was bad. I mean, so... <laughs> she didn't say, holy cow. <laughs> no, she did <laughs> No, she did not. She actually said some other choice words, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep it pretty, you know, G-rated for the most part, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, people fart, too. You gonna demonize all of us for farting? Yes, like, yes, they are like, because they want to start eating little people now. <laughs> Apparently, Apparently those little people fart too much. I just, I, I don't know, man. I. <sighs> but I guess to, to summarize up everything that we went over today is that climate change is real. It happens. It happened before people were a thing. It, it's, it's happened, you know, during people's time here on Earth, and and we're seeing it happen again. We're seeing a lot of weird weather. It's happening. And me and Jason have both agreed that we do think that human beings have played a role in it and, and since the Industrial Revolution. Me and Jason also, we do believe that there are things that we can do as human beings to help uh, slow this process down. Um, yeah, but, but, I, but we agree, you cannot stop climate change. No. You can't stop all of climate change. And giving more money and more power to politicians and the government and the, Uni and the United Nations is not going to stop it. It's just going to get you into another mess that you don't want to be in. Yep. At least not me. If you want to be in, be in it, that's fine, but not me. So that's basically the sum of what we're saying. Just uh, it, we, we, we agree with some of the points of the movement. We just wish they'd go about it in a much better way. And that goes for any movement in general. Right. I mean, not just climate climate change. No, but... not just climate. But a, a lot of social issues, a lot of social movements, a lot of social justice warriors, they, they have good ideas. They, they have... Um, just... so some of them have some very uh, noble causes. It's just the way that they speak to people and they go about it and, and they pick enemies and they, they start demonizing certain people. They have no tact is right. what it is. They it's... have very poor tact. You know, you can't just come out and get a group of people and just start saying these people are, are Satan himself. You are no better than the old church that used to go around uh, killing witches. Yep. Or teens. That, yeah, you, you, you are the same exact thing. Yep. You're just not at that point yet. Yep. But... Yes, so choose your words wisely. Um, if you've got a righteous cause, by all means, go out there, do what you can to uh, make the world a better place. But ultimately, understand you, you only control yourself. Yep. Well, well Josh, Jason, Jason, I think uh, we I think we had a good run, and I think it's time to wrap it up. Absolutely, man. Any um, last words from you? No, man, just, just if you guys have any good ideas, don't be afraid to like share those and throw those out there. I mean, it's... Everybody can be a part of this. We just need to we just need to come together and, and really like brainstorm and come and, 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 and agree on something. People need to stop taking different sides and, and different different routes with this. But again, if you guys want to say anything to us, share share your thoughts, share uh, whatever you guys have. Uh, you guys can hit us up at uh, midwestmindmelt at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page. We'd love to see you guys there. Um, we also have a YouTube channel now, so we're gonna have some clips from this from this podcast, our first our first videos. Um, so love to see you guys check, check that out. Subscribe. Um, you guys have a great week. We'll be back next week with a much better topic. Well, not better, but another good topic to talk about. Um, if you guys have topics you guys want to hear us talk about, definitely send those in. We are absolutely ready to hear this. We we're waiting to hear from you guys. So, uh, you guys have a wonderful week and remember climate change is real. Yep. And pick up your trash. You filthy infidels. Buckle up. Cause Metro is bringing you the best deal in wireless. Switch to Metro and get your choice of two awesome free phones from top brands like Samsung and LG with huge HD screens and tons of memory for all your pics and videos. So hurry into Metro and get your awesome free phones only at Metro.
plus sales tax and activation fee. Requires port and of eligible number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Limit four per account or household. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions. Introducing the Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited 5% back on everything you buy at Walmart online. It's the perfect card for all your family's hints this holiday season. Like 5% back on the air fryer Grandpa told you about when he fell asleep in his chair. Mm, they don't fry anything. Or 5% back on the laptop your sister had carolers sing to you. Two and a laptop for Carrie. The Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart Online. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One N.A.